Hey everyone, welcome to our bonus podcast segment dedicated to the Great British Baking Show. This week, I'm super excited that we are covering Collection 11, Episode 2, Biscuits Week. <laughs> Biscuit Week's always a good week, right? Greg's week. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man, so biscuits are so good. Although, I have to admit that this in this episode, a lot of the things that they made like the things that they made the biscuits look like actually i wanted to eat more than the biscuits themselves you, you like those illusion <laughs> illusion bakes those, those charcuterie boards looked phenomenal i mean they looked delicious when she was like oh yeah it's supposed to be parma ham not bacon I was like i would eat the parma ham i <laughs> maybe i ate, maybe i was watching it when i was hungry uh, but man i was just like man Greg, that, that brie oh your first mistake watching Bake Off Hungry. <laughs> That's dangerous. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, a really great one to to chat about this week was Biscuit Week, and of course with Biscuit Week we know we're always going to get some great sweet treats. And I always find it interesting because you know we get some of those classic British recipes normally. Um, not always. I mean they do mix it up, but you know I think they're really kind of back to basics um, this season. So um, we I think we're seeing some more traditional. Uh, type bakes and I, I love being introduced to them and kind of you know because I know what we have here in America and we don't even call them biscuits we call them cookies for the most parts um, so I love I love getting introduced to to some of the new things that they have so this week's signature um, we're going to talk about some of our uh, favorite bakes and we can you know talk about signature technical and then the um, the showstopper but for the signature getting started with that this week um they were called to make a marshmallow biscuit sandwiched with chocolate and then they could like throw in any other flavors and things that they wanted jams or you know um any other kind of fruits and things um what what did y'all think about the signature any any moments that stood out any of your favorite bakes I thought it was interesting that some people did the sandwich cookies, which I probably would have done. And some people did like a tea cookie in a mold, mm -hmm. which looked really cool. I mean, they both looked really great. Yeah, the domes look, looked really, really good. And I mean, all of them, like the, the specific, I just want to call out the, the rose tea cakes, like the rose water marshmallow. Yes. Like they were beautiful. I, to me, it's a little bit much on the marshmallow. That's just my own personal preference. Like I'm not a peep person. Um, I I enjoy marshmallow. Like I enjoy what's it called? What was it when you like get it out of a out of a can? You like oh the fluff. Yeah, mar marshmallow <laughs> fluff. Like that's like it, like I enjoy a bit of it. It's kind of like kind of like mayo, right? If you put a little bit on, I'm good. If you put too much, it's just like I think it's again it's back to the texture for me. Um, I only like marshmallows like burnt to a crisp. <laughs> texture that's in what I'm a fire about. <laughs> yeah but it's funny we have um we have cookies here that my daughter is obsessed with called uh malamars yeah. malamars yep. that are kind of a, a very poor american version <laughs> of, of 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 what these creations were <laughs> i saw uh, an article that said that they're they're kind of or at least maybe ours because their recipes are probably a lot older than ours i believe but um if you think of like our version of like moon pies is kind of you know just a mm -hmm. fancier 
you know, like version of those. So think of like the, the marshmallow between the cookies and then coated in chocolate is like the idea. And I don't know, I'm not, I don't mind marshmallow, like kind of like you, Greg, I don't love a big like punch of marshmallow, but a little right. bit is okay. And I, I like a roasted marshmallow um, I as mean, well. S'mores. S'mores are texture, yes. graham cracker. Yes. Like it's... All, all the things yeah yeah but i but i wonder I, I don't think i've ever had like homemade marshmallow so i'm i'm willing to bet that that really just mm-hmm. elevates the, right. the biscuit sure. so i wonder if if i would like it more knowing that it's like a homemade marshmallow versus like what you get out of a snack box or something that's you know mass produced right i don't know i've never had it but um but yeah i agree those rose tea cakes were so so pretty they were really pretty. Yeah, the, uh, the the ones that I was like, flavor-wise, I felt like would be right up my alley were uh, Dan's uh, chocolate banana and peanut butter. Yeah. I was like, they were messy, <laughs> but I'd be all over those. I agree. And, There's nothing there that would be wrong. And then, uh, and then Keith's PB&J, again, messy, mm-hmm. but again phenomenal like i would just be like oh god yes please i loved sekus mm-hmm. they were the little pistachio sandwich cookies and they looked beautiful and i love pistachio i thought i would have really liked that and they liked her flavors but undercooked like i just like yeah i personally don't really give a crap if about undercooked cookies, <laughs> like I don't need a I don't need a snap in them. Um, I, I I don't know. I I like my cookies probably on on the. There's a theme going there. I like things <laughs> cooked well, so I, I, I probably I can, I can appreciate it. That. Um, but yeah. I think that if I think for cookies that are going to have that that like kind of that crisp snap, I think I prefer mine on the thinner side. Um, hmm. The ones that are like the ones that I like, for example, I, I love stop and chop uh, white chocolate macadamia nut cookies and they are big. They are soft. They are mm-hmm. just so good. And that's my husband's favorite. cookie. But, I mean, I, I don't blame him. That's they're so good. Mm-hmm. But like stop and shop, like you just go to which is, here is basically a, a grocery store. It's a Randall's mm-hmm. or a Kroger's or those are all, again, Houston stores. But, um, you know, it's not even like Harris Teeter, which is like a fancy, it's like, it's like <laughs> a fancy grocery store. It's not Whole Foods. It's like, it's just a grocery store. It's the ones that they're, they're literally every two miles down the road, but, uh, they make some damn fine, uh, of those cookies. Some other ones, not so, not so great, but those are good. I think I'd be in trouble with biscuits, uh, knowing that it seems like the, like they're just supposed to be crispy. Uh, you don't want them overbaked or underbaked. Obviously, they definitely got critiqued uh, a couple of different bakers for the cookies being or the biscuits being too soft. And I, uh, for the most part, when I make uh, cookies, they're especially my chocolate chip cookies. They're so underbaked. I mean, they come out and they're still <laughs> fairly raw. They're in the middle, and, and I just let them. Gooey. And oh my goodness, delicious. they are delicious. I just give them. A little, I give them like five minutes or so to cool off. They they keep cooking. They're hot. They 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 keep cooking on the rack. <laughs> That's what I keep telling myself anyway. Um, and I think. How about delicious. your brownies? Are your brown brownies also half done? 
they're they're cooked, but they're definitely I I I probably under uh-huh. under baked just by a uh, you know a couple minutes. You're yeah. just you're just eating hot yeah. dough. Yes. <laughs> no, I, the, the the center being gooey is great because there's nothing. Well, there's there are many things worse than a dry brownie, but in my opinion, <laughs> as far agree. as baking goes. Like there's nothing worse than no moisture in the middle of a brownie. I like super moist brownies, but I like cookies crisp. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. It. That's fair. But I but I understand though that you know in order to qualify for these challenges, you know, a, a biscuit's considered mm-hmm. you know a, like a certain crispiness, and that's what's expected. And mm-hmm. I, so there were some folks that kind of struggled with that this week. Um, how about some others? Were any others that stood out for you, Wendy? Certain bakes or bakers for the signature? Josh did really well, and they looked really they good did. too. They did. They yeah. looked perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was another tea cake one, right? It was yeah, because he had like all. It would basically mm-hmm. look like the profile, and he had little it. roses, like little flowers yeah. on top, and they looked like they were piped really well. And yeah, I like I felt really really bad. For Nikki, at one point, I thought that maybe she was going to be like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot to put the jam in. But then I remembered when I remembered when she was like, yeah, I'm just going to put I'm going to put jam, you know, just a a slather of jam on the top of the on the the biscuit and then all Mm -hmm. of the marshmallow on top. And I was like, when she said, yeah, I'm just going to put a little bit. I was like, I feel like that's maybe the wrong Mm -hmm. call. Oh, I'm so glad that you thought I was like, oh, I know. I feel like I'm not like obviously the best judge but i'm like oh you need more jam that's but the- <laughs> i wanted to be punched in the face yeah, but, so. well, it's funny because he said last week he said i want to be punched in the face and then this week he said he got on to Addy. very or- yeah very orangey really punchy i'm like what make up your mind man yeah he- but i mean i think he liked it but he was like wow that's a lot of orange <laughs> i was like she was like well i was gonna punch you in the face I was like, dude last week you asked twice you said it twice you want to be punched in the face and it wasn't I flavorful think, enough and then this I, week- I think in i think in this particular situation it was because the marshmallow was kind of supposed to be the star and oh, it was oh being overridden by the by the orange that that makes sense when somebody's they disagreed like paul yeah. was like it overpowers the marshmallow, and Prue was like, "No, I disagree." No, no, you're who, wrong. who was that? That was Dana's. Oh yeah, yeah. Dana's. Prue was like, "Nope, I disagree with you. I think the marshmallow needed to be Her, overpowered." Hers were so pretty. They were like the, the teardrop. Them. Yeah, yeah, the teardrop with the textured thingy. Yeah, bobs. she had a few that didn't come out right. Yeah. that was I think what stopped Did her you from drop being a few of these? in the top. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I saw her mold, I was like, oof, I've, I'm not very experienced. I've used the uh, molds similar to some of the tea cakes that they made, the, the, the um, looked like it looked like a half ball or sphere. Uh, I, I made um, hot chocolate bombs uh, last year for hot chocolate, wow. and you have to use a mold like that. So I, you know, got to experience that a little bit and thought oh that's a really great idea to make these little cakes but i've never used that and i thought that is so beautiful but what's it going to be like taking those out i don't know if you can i don't know if you really want to spray anything in there or lightly something to help them pop out Mm -hmm. because the chocolate was quite thin yeah Yeah. well i i think that i think that one it's a matter of baking it correctly and two it's a matter of getting that very thin, uh, like the the 
not just baking, but like the uh, the mixture so that it does in fact coat the entire thing. And the, uh, the, the molds that you have, if you have them made out of silicone or something like that, where you can actually like poke them out, I think it makes it a, oh. a way easier than trying to trying to use one that like it's hard and you're just like, why won't this come out? I think she had better luck. It looked like when she kind of flipped it the other way and kind of stuck yeah. her finger in to kind of yeah, push like it poked. out instead mm-hmm. of trying to like yeah. force it or whatever. It seemed like they mm-hmm. they started mm-hmm. to stick together that way, but uh, but they were beautiful, um, I thought, and they they certainly did sound tasty. Any others, Wendy? I realized in this episode that Nikki sounds exactly like Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm yes. telling you, once you think about it, you can't unhear it. <laughs> You're so right. I hadn't thought of that before, yes. but now I'm hearing her voice in yes. my head. Yes. Or I should say Mrs. Doubtfire sounds like Nikki, because Mrs. Doubtfire is not actually Scottish. Help is on the way. <laughs> So, uh, so the, the, the last one that I, um, I was just way impressed with not only looks, but I would love to try them were Tasha's malted chocolate, uh, biscuits. Like they looked like the, the whole plate, the platter that she presented was fun. I mean, she got a handshake out of it. Like mm-hmm. my response is yay. Good for her. Uh, and uh, I was just like, man, the, those that presentation, and like, and because I do think, and I know that I mentioned that I don't like chocolate. It's not that I don't like chocolate. I don't like to be overpowered by chocolate. And this malted chocolate specifically, I think, is a little bit more muted. It's not super super rich. It's uh, it's it, it's it's more subtle. And that's the type of chocolate that I really enjoy. Like I love dark chocolate. Um, but like I, th- I feel like the, the the these in particular would really be kind of in my wheelhouse. I agree. They were so pretty. Um, mm-hmm. what, what have you ever? Either of you ever had? Because I know I haven't um, had Parma Violet, or I, I don't even know what it what it was. But it was interesting uh, to see Paul and Prue's reactions when they heard what Rowan, uh, you know, one of the flavors he was going to use. And I'm like, what, what is that? I don't, I guess I could look it up, but I don't know what it tastes like. So I don't know if that would help me. But I thought, how intimidating would that be for a baker, right? To be like, oh, here's what I'm using. And they're just both looking at you going, yeah, don't really fancy that flavor. Did he he actually use it? I'm thinking he he didn't. He, he did, he, but he probably put the tiniest bit. He in. said he was he was originally going to use like a couple of drops, and he intentionally held it back to like just a drop. Uh, That's yeah. why they couldn't taste yeah. it. He was probably like, well, yeah, just, just is, a yes. little flavor, just <laughs> fluffing it on like the the aroma. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, I'll take my mar- martini and I'll just wave the bottle of, uh, right. of whatever is over the top of the martini, and now you're just drinking gin. I don't, I never understood that that concept, but yeah, yeah. Get the get the vapors. <laughs> the vapors are important, right? Yeah, I'm like, he's probably just gonna take the bottle of the essence and, or the flavor, and just kind of wave yeah. his hand and give it just a just a little aroma of it. And, but no, he he said he did use a drop of it, which. Uh, you know, I guess uh, help balance it out a little bit more. And I thought, I think we've seen before in other seasons, uh, you know, because I'm like, you know, 
I know that you like you bake for a living. This is what you do, and you're a judge on a show. But there has to be some things you don't like, right? And we've seen it before in other seasons where you know they have to to judge on something um, that they may not have a particular flavor for. And I'm like, I don't know that I could be unbiased personally if it were me. Like if I have to taste something, I agree. I, I can't imagine how tough that would be to try to. Well, like for example, I flat out don't like the taste of eggs so i can't eat a quiche and be able to judge it on what it's supposed to taste like because the flavor just makes me want to throw up so Mm, it's like undercooked overcooked nope all like smelling cooked eggs makes me feel ill and so it's all bad (laughs) so i'm like yeah so like it's like i'm like I, i couldn't do it i just absolutely i couldn't be like Okay, well, I'm gonna learn how to appreciate. Nope, nope, I just don't <laughs> don't want it. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, it's such a common thing. Yep. So I I agree with a lot of what y'all had said as far as like the the ones that really stood out for me. I really loved Christie's um, tea cakes. I just thought they were so pretty. Never thought to paint the inside of a mold like that. So I was like, that would be really lovely an idea to take away for something, you know. Uh, it, in the future, you know, to bake something like that. Josh's bake, the the dried cherry biscuit, the black forest jam, the vanilla marshmallow. I mean, those just sound like such amazing berries. And he uses his own berries that, from his garden. So I loved hearing that, you know, he, ha- he has such a green thumb. And I love it when they incorporate things from their own garden. Um, so I, I, I loved that. That looked really yummy. Um, and then, yeah, Tasha getting the, the handshake. I loved her reaction. It was so sweet. I think she's just such a sweet, uh, sweet girl. Um, she just didn't know what to do with herself after she got that. It was so... She was so excited. Yeah. You could see so it. Sweet. Yeah. Um, but I love seeing the presentations. And, the, and, and, and Keith, who really struggled this uh, episode, and I'm sure we'll talk more, uh, more about him as we talk about the rest of the bakes, but, you know, he... He nailed his flavors, but, you know, it was messy. It was rushed. You know, he struggled, I think, with some of his timing, which we've kind of seen from the first episode. Um, and then, you know, again, struggling um, with, with time. So he, he, he definitely gets his flavors right, and everything seems to mesh well. It's just that presentation. I mean, when, when I saw his, you know, when they kind of do the overhead shot of, of the plate, and there's just, like, chocolate everywhere, and it's smudged, and I'm just like, oh. Mm-hmm. like that's not gonna go over that well um you, you gotta kind of have both you gotta have the presentation and you gotta have the you know the, the the flavors and that it was I was really sad for him yeah I mean I think you have to have a, a bit of an artist in mm-hmm. you because there's competitive that a lot of those bakers are incredibly talented I mean I think about like Saku like the stuff she has created is amazing. You gotta live up to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it can't just taste good. It has to look good too um, mm-hmm. when you're on it. I mean, it's fine. Like I know, I, I, I'm, I, I can relate a lot to Keith as far as I, I won't say like I could be on a cooking show or anything like that. But I, I can bake pretty well with things. But I can be a little messy. I'm not the best. I try to make it a good presentation if I'm cooking for others, but if it's just me around the house, it, it, it might look a little slapped together, but it'll taste amazing. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely more worried about the taste. Like I want it to look yeah. pretty and I make efforts, but I'm more, much more worried about Absolutely. the taste. hundred percent. Uh, all right. So the technical this week, uh, were custard creams. 
Let's um, talk about some custard creams. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever had a custard cream. I'm not sure what to compare it to if we have anything similar in the I States. Think, I think, I mean, I, custard creams in general. So I, I don't like, again, I don't like custard. And when I say custard, I mean like a... Boston cream. Well, yeah, like Boston cream pudding. I don't, I don't I like don't, that custard I don't like, either. I don't like pudding. I don't like. I, I mean, it's okay. Yeah, it's but like it's not well, it's just, again mm, for me, it's just texture. Thing. Yeah, the, yeah. The flavor, the flavor is what. But where they were piping, like I have had, like the uh, ricotta uh, cannolis that are almost like frosting. I don't like ricotta. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like the texture. I don't like feel like I'm oh, like you know, eating and I'm not going to talk about what I feel like it's eating because it's really gross but <laughs> it, it's just it's I think it's I think it's really disgusting mm-hmm. and but then I, I the first time that I realized that I liked it was with these basically like they they put, added so much sugar and they whipped it so well it was just almost like a not even a frosting it was just a it was so smooth and that's what I'm picturing yeah, you don't like the the lumpy te- the cottage cheese yeah, texture. No, oh, so yeah, no, they're so yeah. Um, but but yeah, so like I I it, but so the custard the custard that they were making and they were putting on these cookies, sorry, on these biscuits, um, looked so phenomenal. The thickness, the 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 creaminess. Ugh, yeah, yeah, I want. Yeah. Uh, the, oh God. They looked amazing. So good. And it's interesting, you know, they all have to make the same thing. Um, and it seems that they're like, oh, yeah, I used to eat these all the time, you know, as a child. Uh, so they all at least either seen them or had them as kids. And it looks like, like, I was like, well, okay, I don't know what this is when they were describing, um, you know, making them. But then when Paul and Peru, you know, were sitting at the table talking about them and showing them, I was like, well, this looks like a really simple cookie. But then Peru's talking about, like, Oh, it sounds simple, but, you know, what makes these really challenging is, like, the details and getting it right. You don't want to curdle your custard. You don't want to underbake the biscuit, you know, things like that. Um, so what would you guys think about the, the it, technical? It did, it, it did look mm-hmm. simple, and yet they had a lot of problems with well, it, like, more than normal, I think. I think that this was a very good example of a technical challenge. Mm-hmm. It is... It's not that it's hard, but if you are given very little instruction, you don't know that it has to be very, very cold when it goes into the oven. Otherwise, the butter is just going to leak out. You don't know that it has to be hard enough um, coming out in order to stamp them and have it. And then when, when it's baked... Like you, you, if you don't know that, if you don't understand the, the technical aspects of that, then you're not going to get the details that they were looking for. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I, I think that this was an excellent uh, example of a technical challenge. I, I agree. I, th- I think so. Because even if you've never made one uh, before, if it really challenges your skills as a baker. That's what the, the technical challenge is all about, right? You are given these very little instructions. It could be something that you've never, ever made before. Uh, maybe you've only seen it in a, in, in a shop before or something like that. Um, but you know, if, if you don't know, like you said, Greg, that the, 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 the dough, biscuit dough has to be very cold. You know, if, if, if you're fairly skilled or just have that talent with, with 
and knowledge of dough that has that butter in it like that to know that it needs to go in cold, then, you know, um, then yeah, it's not going to turn out as, as well. So I think that's what makes some of these technical challenges really great because it really does, you know, test you, what you know, your knowledge as a baker. And, and Paul and Prue were hitting people on the deepness of the stamp. And it was like, like, oh, they went, they didn't go far enough. They didn't go far enough. Then, oh, this was, this definitely, when they stamped this, it wasn't cold enough. So they, it didn't, didn't stick. And I I was like, like like they are technically hitting them. Yeah. And I think that happens with something even that simple, like, because it's a, you know, it is a basic biscuit with a custard. Every, Every detail matters, right? Right. Sorry, Wendy, go ahead. So I wrote down um, last place was Keith, mm. second to last was Saku, and then Christy, and then third place was Rowan, and I somehow missed who came in second, Dan. and first was Abby. Dan came yep. in second, hmm. and then Abby came in first. Yeah, I mean, Abby's, well, and the only reason that Abby, well, the only reason that Dan didn't get first was because it just wasn't quite as good as Abby's, and so I think we come mm-hmm. back to what we talked about last week, where Dan's technical expertise is very, very strong. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, we and I think in the let me just see where did he what did he so uh, you know he he messed up on the showstopper. When I say messed up, I mean he overcooked his shortbread a little bit. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and, and that was but that put it but that but that puts you middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. You know, you slightly overcooked. Oh, one of your one of your five components was slightly overcooked, and that puts you middle of the pack, which is bonkers. It it yep. is it is because everything else was just like, wow. You know, I couldn't stop going. Look, would you look at that? Look at the detail of that and how perfect it is. And yeah, just a little overbaked element. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm very happy for Abby getting getting number one. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that was really great. Um, anything else for the technical before we move on to the showstoppers? Not for I, me. I want to. I want to get uh, the custard creams out of the store so that I can <laughs> go try to compare them. Yeah, I like that stamper. That was really cool. Um, and yeah, like they all had a lot of fun trying to get the the dough out of the stamper. I feel like most of the bakeries, you know, they're just. Not, not that they're not good, because we have some good bakeries, but, like, it's very much the traditional foods. Mm-hmm. Like, we have a Amish market near us, and their bakery is just amazing. Mm. Like, it's incredible. But it is it is very much basic German heritage mm-hmm. foods. So, it, I, I wonder where you could go for British baking goods. I went to, I mean, it wasn't in France, but it was in, in here in the States to a really nice, um, like French patisserie and it had some really great, you know, um, baked, baked goods and got to try a few yummy things that I've seen on the, on the show before, but I don't have, I was obviously in a very much different city. Um, I don't have anything like that around here. <laughs> we don't get things like that. Yeah. I feel like most of what we have is very German. Baltimore's a very German mm-hmm. city. Mm-hmm. 
I feel that. Not that I'm complaining, because, I mean, we have good yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but it's always fun to have something a little different. Try something mm-hmm. a little a little different mm-hmm. that you don't see every day. Yeah, that's totally good. Yeah. You. Maybe we'll find some fun things in Boston in a couple weeks. There you go. We'll, we'll have to be on the lookout. Everybody's going to be out, like, doing all these fun things. We're going to be looking for, you know, patisseries. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, I mean, we, we, can make, bakery we, can, we can make a quick stop by Mike's Pastry. Just pick up a couple can- cannolis to go, and and then uh, and we can go find some other patisserie places. There you go. I'm going to start mapping them out. Um this weekend <laughs> mm-hmm. there are a couple go. of mike's pastry um and i, I know that they are that, that they have become a little bit more like oh well that's just where the tourists go but i'll tell you what they're fucking it's phenomenal probably so. a, a reason why mm-hmm. yeah all right so let's talk about this showstopper so we, we've already kind of mentioned a couple of things so this was their illusion bake that they had to make entirely from biscuits um, and these are always fun uh, to, to see what, what they yeah. decide to come up with and their flavors. And I thought there were some beautiful uh, pieces and really uh, demonstrated some of the uh, baker's talents. What did y'all think? Do you have any favorites or particular ones you want to talk about? I thought Dana's pizza looked amazing. No, it was, they talked about. They talk about like they oh I've never seen a pizza that deep dish before I'm like that's Chicago pizza what are you talking about that's well they're in England I mean that's, that's fair <laughs> but I mean like as 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 world traveled chefs like how do you yeah. how, have you never seen a pizza built like that come on and I thought it looked really good and I thought she struggled last week and she really pulled herself out this week and um, did a great job like her creativity is really good. Um, I thought hers looked the most amazing. She was the only one that kind of did a, um, that had like a floating illusion. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was super cool. I really loved it. The, the string cheese and I I thought it it was awesome. I would have liked Mm -hmm. that. It was very artistic. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I I have like, I mentioned it already, but like each of the charcuterie boards looked I mean, I was almost like, I'd rather have the meats that these are supposed to look like than, uh, than <laughs> the, the, the biscuits themselves. But I was really impressed with the uh, with Saku's uh, Sri Lankan breakfast and the different types oh, yeah. that they had in there. Although, after what we talked about last week, Nikki's, no, not Nikki, sorry, uh, Abby's brandy snaps in the dim sum, I was like, mm. ah! Brady snaps, and then I loved. <laughs> I absolutely loved the um, fortunes. I I need to go back and watch it again to see what fortunes they got. But like, oh, this this is getting oh, really right. intense because we're in uh-huh. a tent. I was like, oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was fun and creative. Uh, they really like. They seem to really like the taste of Seku's biscuits. Mm-hmm. Yep. She- and hers was beautiful. It was oh, yeah. very creative, and she definitely nails her flavors. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought that Keats actually looked really, really good. And they talked about it being almost simple. But I mean, he, they were like bagging on his tomato because it only had yeah. little, like, don't get me wrong, was it as good as Josh's? No. But Josh's looked. I was say, Josh's tomatoes phenomenal like i just i can't oh, sorry I no, using no. the same word what wait was it dan maybe was it what 
No, it was Josh. Okay. That Josh had, had the, the burger. giant burger. Okay. Yeah. Oh my and with god. With those amazing with tomatoes, tomatoes. That you could look through. Yep. They were opaque. But I, I agree with you, Greg. I thought for as much as Keith struggled, that his final product was pretty good. Uh, again, we didn't taste it. Say, we didn't bite well, it. Well, yeah, they, they said it was I was going to say, yeah. I think it was more of yeah. the execution, the flavor. Or, yeah. Yeah, because there were several that were underbaked. And so I don't, I, I think he got where, where in the signature he kind of flopped on his presentation where he was more messy and it, it wasn't as pretty mm-hmm. or aesthetically pleasing showstopper mm-hmm. i think he nailed the presentation i think it was just the you know that's when it just kind of fell apart he couldn't get you're he couldn't also do kind of like the comparison to josh like you like the, a handshake worthy like they right. it was so like it was very 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 good like i it was it looked amazing mm-hmm. um, yeah but uh but yeah like but the the florentine in that like the chocolate covered uh i'm not even sure if it's chocolate covered shortbread right that's what florentine is i think i, I think that's what it is like it's <laughs> chocolate covered shortbread. And it's typically pretty snappy uh like yeah pretty crisp but uh it could be wrong and uh i'll take that uh please Please, people, tell me what I am wrong about. I will not even <laughs> Google it. I will just let you guys tell me next week how, how wrong I am. But yeah, like I the Florentine style and um, and the brandy snaps, like those are the ones that I like the snaps in. Uh, I don't need it, but it's just I, I feel like that's part of the cookie. Sorry, dang mm-hmm. it, part of the biscuit. <laughs> that's okay. You never get used to it. I've done this show for a couple of years, off and on, and. <laughs> And still, <laughs> mm-hmm. no. I I did not realize that Tasha put uh, like I was l- less impressed with Tasha's uh, presentation really? in the Showstopper. Oh, I, thought it I mean, was just be, well, I I specifically I I'm not saying that it was didn't look good. The fact that she made bowls that looked like Japanese bowls. Um, out of out of biscuits is yes that's 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 impressive but like the the chocolate sauce that was supposed to be the gravy on the the chicken katsu mm-hmm. like chicken katsu is something that I became familiar with when I was in Hawaii and I agree like to me it's chicken parm right like she talked about when you whenever you go to a Japanese restaurant you you know we order the, the the katsu to kind of oh how what what kind of take are we gonna do on this mm-hmm. to me it's chicken parmesan like if you, if you can nail a chicken parmesan, or you can make it better than what I've got in my head, then like, hey, you know what? I'm, you, you've got me. Period. Right. Same thing with the tiramisu. If you can give me a, a tiramisu that is either a new take or what, what that impresses me, I go, okay. You know what? Hey, I, I'm going to give you a lot of leeway to try some stuff I may not be comfortable with. That's a good point. I thought hers looked. More simple than many of the others. I thought what she did was very well done, but it did seem a little less complicated and simple. But you could see when they tasted it that they were just oh, blown away. Oh, yeah, away. absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that's really but, what put her over the I didn't edge. know that the, the biscotti had white chocolate in it. And I'm a white chocolate nut. Dark chocolate and white chocolate. Those are my, those are like, black and white cookies are my my jam. And uh, the cake cookies, like the the cake though, because they're not even cookies, but they're cake. Anyway, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I didn't, even, I didn't even know that that was in that was in that until uh, until she talked about it at the end, and then and I keep. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to talk over you guys. I just get so excited about some of. The, I think was it was it Dan who talked about it? It was like a peanut something. Maybe that was his his signature. But the cheese and onion pie. I have zero concept of what it was supposed to taste like because I I was just I don't remember. I remember because I thought I, maybe I had missed what it was going to be. They liked the flavors of his yeah. as well. Yeah, the pistachio. I don't remember what they the, were in the filling. Oh, I mm. love pistachio. Yeah. yeah, but his was that was his was like oh they're slightly overdone. Like, All right, mm-hmm. I guess. Got to take their word for it, I guess. What about you, Rima? <laughs> well, I had a lot of the same thoughts, you know, and, and I. I mean, obviously we can't taste anything, so we just have to go off of the presentation. We have to go off of the, you know, the judge's details as they're describing, you know, um, oh, this is, you know, got the perfect crisp to it, or it's got, you know, your blend of flavors, and as they're describing it, you know, that's what I try to, like, oh, okay, I'm trying to, you know, imagine that myself. But I thought, you know, at least aesthetically, Tasha's I thought was so pretty. I just thought the, the colors that she used in her Japanese bowl that she made out of, I thought was just it looked so lifelike maybe that's what did it for me is it really looked like like a lot like josh's burger i mean that thing i was like it looks like you could just like grab a hold of it and smash it all together and take a big old bite out yeah. of it or try to anyway it was so stacked um but it, it was cool to see josh who you know uh and we're only two episodes in so there's so so many more um you know challenges to go but josh last week kind of stayed about in the middle of the road you know and just kind of was in the background a little bit and to see how he really uh, kind of stepped it up this week, I thought was really cool. I'd love to see that out of, out of Baker's. So I thought that was really cool to see like, wow, that dude, he, he's got some hidden talent there that we didn't see last week um, as much, you know, or he didn't really stand out, but um, you know, here he did. Um, so I, I love seeing that when you can see, see their strengths. Um, I was thoroughly impressed by those tomatoes, you know, watching them make those tomatoes uh, with the, uh, the, the, sugary bits uh, and bake them in a way to get them to crystallize i was just like i just how every time i watch one of these um showstoppers when they're when they're creating something out of just like some dough and biscuits and what have you whatever the challenge is i'm like how do you even you know the techniques that you see you know see them make um you know or the things that they have to do in order to get it to turn out that way is just I'm so envious of talent like that, you know, that, that they're able to just, you know, have this vision in their head and then actually, um, make it a, make it a thing. Um, so, but yeah, I loved all of those. Those are ones that really stood out for me. I'm just, I'm impressed by all of them, honestly, just because, um, you know, I can't do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could try, I could try, but I can promise you it's not going to look anything <laughs> like theirs did. Um, anything else that you all want to um, say about like the showstopper, the signature, the technical? Um, for me, I thought Nikki's was really colorful and pretty, and I feel like she saved herself with her sto- showstopper because mm-hmm. I think she was in the running to potentially go home as well, yeah. and I think that that put her back in the safe land. I think that Keith struggled enough that it was almost like i mean it was they almost just had to say well who else could possibly be going home right and they were like oh well i guess nikki i mean but 
I yeah, I mean, I think that she, I, I think that it was a clear I, I don't want to say loser, but it was a, a clear person who was going to be going home this time based yeah, on I agree. the judges um going away. And, and again, we're we're still only in week 2. Yeah. Like and it's early. and but it's early, but you're 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 talking to go home. It's this one in particular. Yes, Keith had a bad week and uh but so it, it's just kind of like, okay, you know, everybody else was, if Keith wasn't there, it would have been Nikki because everybody else did so well and was so impressive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. What about standout moments? I mean, maybe we've already covered some while we were talking about the bakes, but was there anything, any moments outside of the bakes or any, any other standout moments that um that y'all appreciated even just funny lines or interactions so i would say that paul having to take a minute to soak in josh's burger <laughs> and then having to go go out go 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 back to him go to his, <laughs> his table to give him a handshake was pretty pretty funny um i have some some britishisms uh, that Good. maybe may, maybe uh, you guys have heard of it before, but uh, Rowan um, said he was like, "You're a, you're at uni. How can you, how can you afford to do these things?" And he's like, "Oh, you don't want to see my overdraft," <laughs> which I'm assuming is like, you're, like, because to us, overdrafting is like, "Hey, I wrote a check I couldn't cash or I, I I couldn't cover," so I'm like, "Is that like your bank account? Is that what overdraft is?" That. That's how I took it. Spending, I guess, overdrafting his account, I guess, on, on some charcuterie boards. I don't know. <laughs> having, having a yeah. night with his friends. <laughs> hey, he's um, not kidding. I, that stuff's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, go buy that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought it was really funny when Allison realized that Tasha got the handshake. She was like, "Oh, I'm taking two of these with me." <laughs> yeah. That was. Funny. Oh, they're that good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. I wonder how much the they get to eat all that stuff, or maybe they're sick of it by now. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't see how Noel's not, you know, an, an extra couple stone because mm-hmm. he's uh, a yeah, stone's another one, right? So weighing weighing people in stones. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so every time I hear him say it, it's every time I hear Noel say "off you pop." I'm like, for the, the technicals, I'm like, <laughs> it just makes me happy to hear, off you pop. <laughs> yeah. And I almost miss it whenever I don't hear it. Yeah. Um, sod it. Uh, I, I remember, like, I was like, oh, sod it. I've heard that before, but not 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 super frequently over here. Uh, Opsy Bopsy was Abby, which um, she made a mistake. But uh, then Allison, at one point, and maybe she said bothered, but what I heard was, you're not even bothered. And if you are familiar with Catherine Tate, and uh, am I bothered? I'm, I'm not bothered. Are you bothered? I'm not bothered. Uh, just the, the bothered, very, I thought it was very clear, but uh, I, I could have been wrong. But that's what it made me think of. I thought it was funny. I love it. Love her accent. What about you, Wendy? Any other favorite moments i think that was about it i i noticed um 
last week I thought Matt might be one of the first to go home, and he still wasn't the strongest, but I think he stepped up, mm-hmm. and I think he seems to be hitting his stride, so I'm, I'm, I really can't wait to see, you know, uh, what else they have for us. Same same and you know sometimes you know we've seen it before sometimes it takes a couple episodes or more for some bakers to really hit their stride and then you know by you know they really hang strong almost to the end you know and you're like wow where were you hiding you know because you kind of was middle of the road or you know kind of struggled a little and you really see how how strong uh, folks become they just really hit their stride and sometimes it's just being around really great bakers too you know when you're in an environment like that it really levels you up sometimes for some people um so yeah um i think he's got some promise uh, one moment for me that i thought was really i love watching the interactions uh with noel and the bakers and, and allison is fantastic i think she's just really such a natural i think she proved it again this week uh i i think she's just such a bright personality like she just seems like a blast to hang out with but uh, I do love Noel, and there was a moment when he was talking with Abby as she was uh, talking about, and they were kind of showing her um, with her uh, aerial, uh, the, the big hoop, the aerial hoop that she that she likes to do in her free time. And so when Noel was talking to her, and he's like, you know, so what do you what do you do when you're not when you're not baking? And she's like, oh, I <laughs> you know I hang from an aerial hoop. And he's like, what? What, what are you talking about? And and she's like, you know, I just I drive to the farm and go to a barn and hang from an aerial hoop. And the look on his face just, I just was dead. I just, yeah. I lost it. He's, He's great. And it, it seems to come to her natural. You drive to a barn? You, what? Yes. Just loved it. Um, and then the, the voiceover... Uh, Noel had a voiceover, uh, and he mentioned something about Keith's tube trauma. <laughs> just, saying, yeah. just saying the word. I'm like, it's a biscuit, but it's a trauma. And I'm like, well, he's kind of right in this instance on a, on a on on the Bake Off show, and you're being judged. It probably was a bit of a trauma to have it crumble there in the in the oven like that. But just to hear him say say it in the way that Noel says it, um, just cracked me up. To that you'd refer to it as a trauma. Um, Yep. So based on um, this week, uh, I mean, it's we, we we've just we lost Keith, uh, so we we still have a, a pretty healthy group. But do you, has based on what you've seen this week with the bakers and and what they presented, do y'all have any favorite bakers? Has it changed any at all from first week? I still like Tasha. I. Even though she got Star Rica this week, I, I just don't know if she has the staying power. Mm. Um, I, I think that Abby is still one of those you know top tier bakers. I think that Tasha is as well. I, I think that maybe her youth is going to... Uh, I, I feel like she's going to come up lacking in something. And depending on when it is, uh, I, I, think, I think she might be in trouble obviously not after this week she did a phenomenal job this week and i don't mean to i just i've, I've seen too many times where you kind of get that high and then uh you don't necessarily fall off but you're kind of like okay well how could where can i possibly go and you know sometimes you do end up going home mm-hmm. uh, i i was very impressed with saku though uh, I, I think that her uh her her 
um, her poise under pressure and the uh, her her mistakes were very very minimal and I feel like she is a person who is going to take that input and and really start to to, to shine um, but I still think that Abby and Dan are kind of the, the people to beat this so far for sure I think Josh came really close to winning Star Baker this week. So I think he's somebody to watch out for. That's that's fair. That's absolutely fair. And I think Dan's still up there in the thick of things. Mm-hmm. And if I had to pick one more, actually, I'd pick two more, like Saku and I think Dana. I think don't count them out. I think Dana's presentation and her daring mm-hmm. really, I think she's going to yeah. make it further specifically because she's willing to try more. I think she'll yeah. get more forgiveness by trying to be creative and try to like that. You're absolutely right. That, that pizza and the, the gravity defying uh, uh, construct or structure or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that is, that, that I think she's going to go far with that creativity. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything that you both just said. What about predictions? Anyone have any predictions this week for who's even even if you just want to say who's going to be in the finals? Because I think it's pretty tough to say who's going to be the winner at this point. Um, but mm-hmm. any, any predictions y'all want to throw out there? I, you don't have to, no pressure. <laughs> oh, no, like I, I can't. If I had to pick three, I'd pick Dan, Josh and Tasha. It's hard not to include Abby though. Yeah, the, the Abby, Abby it's, is what, yeah. so I'm, I'm thinking, I, I can't, I, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the people that I don't think are going to be in the finals. Right. So I don't think Maddie's going to make it. I don't think Christy's going to make it. Uh, I think Rowan has good opportunity, but uh, but I don't think he'll make it. There's a possibility that Dana, because of her her daring, her daring do, um, like I said, I think I think Tasha may may hit a hit a snag. Uh, I don't think Nikki will. So I would yeah. So Dan, yeah, Dan, Abby, and. Mm-hmm. Like Saku, like I. The, yeah. yeah, and I think somebody could, you know, come out from the. Sometimes it takes people a couple weeks to hit their mm-hmm. stride, and sometimes all it takes is one bad week for mm-hmm. someone who who nails yeah. or who's who's always either in the middle or always you know kind of coming out at top. They can have one really bad week and then they're done. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. How about you, Rima? Yep. I mean, I, I agree with y'all. I definitely think Abby is is a very strong baker. Uh, I, I definitely think she's definitely got a shot at going all the way to the finals. Um, I think I'm really interested to see what Josh can do. Like, can he, he really came out this week. Can he stay there? You know, some really great, right. um, you know, competition there. I think Dan definitely is probably going to be in the finals. And I do love Tasha, though. I think she's just such a sweetheart. I don't know if it's just uh, her age and she's young and she reminds me of my daughter or something, you know, at that, at that age or something. So there's something um, about her that I just find really sweet. Um, so I'm really pulling for her. 
I uh, really love to see her um, go all the way. But, you know, they're all so great. I, I, I hate even saying, you know, that like, oh, I don't think they're going to do well because you just never know. You really do see some mm-hmm. folks really just continue to grow and grow and um, just, you know, you're like, wow, I didn't know you had it in you, you know. So I think they're all great, I, though. I think I think specific to this show, I think because you know what each of the weeks are right it's always cake week it's always biscuit week is next week bread week or is that week four bread week (laughs) yes bread week next week so so like it's always bread week and i the thing that i love about this is that each of them has something up their sleeve for each one of these things like hey you know what i know this is what my plan is for for biscuit week this is hey cake week if i feel like i and pretty good as long as I can execute my basics. Someone's going to screw up. Um, but bread week is I. I'm always interested. Like I remember one that was like a. I can't remember who it was or even what what series it was, but it was, it was like an olive oil, and no, it was an olive and black pepper focaccia, and I was just like that sounds so good. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. And and it, and, it, and apparently it was because it was it was very popular. But I was just I like, bet. man, but yeah, bread week I'm looking forward to. Bread week is always enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so my point being was that each of them typically has like, oh hey, you know what? I can't wait. I, I need to make it to this week so that I can have my secret ingredient or whatever mm-hmm. that I brought from home or my my amazing idea. And, you know, and, and reveal it. And this is my week for starting. Like, hey, I'm, I'm biding my time. I'm, I'm playing the Survivor game. I'm not going above and beyond in the first few weeks. I'm letting it kind of settle out so that I've got this ready to go in like week five or six. And then you just hope that you can make it. You know, the technicals don't screw you up too bad. Yeah. Um, and, you can, and, you can exec- and you can execute your, your signatures and your showstoppers up to that point. But I feel like each one of them has to have something they're like, I cannot bleed and wait for, for this week. Yeah, because some of them do have strengths in certain, uh, you know, elements of baking. Like we've had some, you know, in the past really great, you know, bread, of course, bread week intimidates everyone because that's obviously paul hollywood's mm-hmm. wheelhouse there and he's pretty tough pretty tough i, th- I feel like mm-hmm. he's tougher during bread week than he is any other week honestly i feel right. like every time i watch i'm like oh he's yeah really, i agree he's really gonna come down on him and be very critical uh but they all seem to have like oh i can nail a cake like cakes are my thing or oh biscuits are my thing or you know we've had a few like oh bread i'm comfortable with bread you know they weren't worried at all so everyone you know seems to kind of have their strength with what where you know where they really shine they just have to hold out till they get there so they can really you know demonstrate those talents and show the judges is it like week six or seven that they that they veer and they don't do a standard one uh i feel like they they did like one time it was like patisserie and then another time it was like i think they had a caramel yeah caramel challenge and uh-huh. it's, it's basically it's like it's like the the wild card week and yeah. The, yeah hey i just have to make it to wild card week because everybody's gonna screw it up yeah, <laughs> because right. they aren't ready for it nobody can do this so we're all on the same level yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's great 
All right. Any other notes? So we talked about Tasha did, you know, did for anyone who maybe did miss it, um, was a star baker, which she didn't think she was going to get it after Josh's uh, Hollywood handshake. Uh, you know, she was like, oh, Josh she, nailed this She one. was so excited. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was great. And then, unfortunately, Keith had to go home um, this week. So any other notes uh, this week before we move on to feedback? Nope. I've yapped enough. <laughs> All right. Well, we did get some feedback, and I apologize in advance that we did get uh, some feedback early on. I had overlooked it. Um my error so um, I apologize to everyone I did go ahead and go through and pick up what we had um, from when we announced that we were going to cover Bake Off uh, from last week and also um, for this week so please um, if, 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 if you thought we missed it um, you know go ahead and send it in we'll definitely um, you know be sure to include it and I know we're recording a little early so if you you know are, aren't able to watch episode 2 uh, just yet go ahead and put your feedback in we'll catch it and uh you know, include it for next week. You know, I, I, I don't mind. I love hearing um, about it regardless of the week that we're covering. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into feedback for this week. Greg, do you want to take the first one for me? Sure. Jennifer McGinley. Bake Off's Kraken. Good to see it spreading across the pond, y'all. Yeah, thank you for using a, uh, a, a local, uh, was it colloquialism? No. Eh, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> y'all. I, I say y'all literally all the time. Enjoy. I say it all the time. Mostly I say it because it annoys my kids. So. <laughs> Check. That's great. All right. Karen She, Hi, Karen. Says, loved your guys' coverage of episode one. Great British Bake Off brings me so much joy that I actually cried happy tears when the opening credits music started to play. Ha! I'm an easy mark for sappiness. Thanks for podcasting about the show. I agree. Like, it's the thing that it's, I'm just so happy to watch it. Mm-hmm. Karen wrote, oh, Wendy and Greg, I agree with your predictions. I really like Abby and how versatile she could be given her foraging background. Liking Keith, Dan, and Tasha, who has the bluest eyes I've ever seen. That's actually true. My father yeah. said something about that while we're watching it. He's like, that's got to be photoshopped, right? I'm like, no, I think she's just got gorgeous eyes. She could give Paul a run for his money on beautiful eyes. I think Nikki is also a delight, even before she made her... Is that a mouse? Oh, her beaver, beaver cake. Yeah. Her beaver, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that is great. That is great. <laughs> Always great. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Uh, so like I said, we did get a little feedback when we announced that we were going to cover the season of Great British Bake Off, and one of our dear friends, Derek O'Neill, wrote in and said, Excellent. Looking forward to your thoughts on the new host, Allison Hammond. She's a big favorite over here. Um, check out her interview with Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling. It's hilarious. I will have to go check that out. Yeah, oh, yeah. Provided- that must have been for Blade Runner. I, I believe it was. Yep, he, he did provide a link mm-hmm. to that. Um, if you all want to check it out on our page. Yeah, well. Jennifer Camil- Camillary? Ooh, very happy to hear this. <laughs> Sarah Saltzman says, awesome! <laughs> and then for episode two, Jamie Dimmick, oh, another one of our dear friends, says, uh, those showstoppers were amazing. I can't pick a favorite yet. I get it. No, it's always it's hard. hard. Yeah. The burger like did look so good. 
it just again it just looks so darn real we did get a voice message from our friend Steve on episode one last week. Sorry, Steve. Um, again, I overlooked, like, I don't know where my life was. I guess I've been, uh, my, the break on podcasting has affected my brain. So um, let's see what Steve had to say about episode one. Hello, strange indeed. This is Steve, and uh, this is a great British baking, what is it called? <laughs> Hold on. The great British baking show, uh, C11 episode one, that bread father opening. And this uh, is great. I love the openings of these shows. He used the same opening credit scene for the entire run of this show. This little girl's gotta be like 50 now, isn't she? That's just a cute one, isn't she? No wonder your beard tastes awful. You're brewing it next to a rhubarb plant. Ooh, Christy, that's a lot of lemon. Oh, that was a great time call, Allison. Good job. Did she just say, when Noel asked, where can you go from a hug? Did she just say, home? <laughs> to the BSL translator, I hope you softened some of Paul's rudeness. <laughs> Noel. Technical challenge seems really difficult, because that cake at the beginning of the credits is, looks really good. Wow, that was a strong statement in there about the technical, that this is the closest any technical has ever been. Wow. All this beaver talk, you know, is going to lead to some funny moments. Got a shake from Noel and from all on that uh, named her beaver norman <laughs> wow these showstoppers are ambitious oh maddie's dog looks really really good oh and roan's lobsters in a cage that was cool or uh, whatever they call those things uh, paul hollywood ever the showman i don't like that tasha i love it seems like it's gonna be a tough one to judge uh the at least the best ones at least <laughs> nobody likes a bone dry beaver <laughs> all right talk to you later i mean goodbye to amos sorry to see anybody go but somebody's got to leave right <laughs> i have to agree and you were worried about us being dirty Reba. yeah dry dry beavers <laughs> are the worst yeah it's no no one likes dry beaver that's for sure thanks steve <laughs> really appreciate everyone's uh feedback be sure to keep writing and letting us know what you thought of um each week's bakes and the baker's um, we really appreciate you, especially since this is out, you know, kind of, uh, not our normal of <laughs> what we normally cover around here. So <laughs> a little black mirror, a little great British bake off. Um, it's all about balance. <laughs> I, I, and I love the juxtaposition of it all, you know, and I, I don't mm -hmm. like being, um, you know, in, in a box, I like purposely being different, maybe to a fault sometimes. Um, so as we talked about next week, uh, we are covering episode three from Collection 11, which, as we mentioned, is Bread Week. All right. No pressure, bakers. No pressure. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that one. Be sure to watch uh, and let us know what you think about Bread Week or any of the episodes um, if you um, are just catching up. I was just going to say, um, as far as what we have coming up next, so on October 12th, which is eerily sneaking up, is that next week? It's like next week. I can't even keep up. I don't even, yeah, I don't even know what day it is. Um, Less than a week. Gosh, I, I don't know if I'm ready, but I'm super excited. <laughs> we are going to be covering uh, the fall of the House of Usher from the Flanniverse here on Strange Indeed. I'm really looking forward to that. Nothing gets me more excited for spooky time. Uh, than covering something from Mike Flanagan. So I hope everyone joins us for that. Um, we're really excited. 
That sounds good. Um, I have been down a white lotus rabbit hole. Um, Totally binging, which I never binge. Um, Had to... We we watched five episodes last weekend, and we never do that, especially <laughs> my husband. I can usually get, like, one or two hours of TV in a weekend from him, but we couldn't stop watching it. Like, the next morning, we were like, when are we going to watch it? Let's let's finish mm. it. So good. Loved it. Um, loving following along with the podcast. Um, it's great. Yeah. You, you definitely need to hop back uh, on there and give mm-hmm. your thoughts be awesome yeah i'm yeah, looking for i think they're what skipping a week this week and then uh they're doing episode three next week yeah i figure we're i i mean we're all meeting up in boston oh, yeah. so i'm gonna be talking a lot about <laughs> it there too <laughs> um and then uh i've got uh we're, we're wrapping at wheel of time i think it's tomorrow night um the season finale the season two finale was out and it is like i gotta say it was pretty damn impressive uh they they a lot of really, really good things, and uh, if you haven't checked it out, like it's uh, there's actually a, I saw an article today. It's like, hey, Amazon has its Game of Thrones, and it's not Rings of Power. It's the Wheel of Time because they. I mean, nice. I, have, I have to admit that they are they, they they did a really, really good job this season, and I'm hoping they can they can stick the landing better than uh, uh, better better than Game of Thrones did in a more broad sense. I I enjoy Game of Thrones. But, like the ending of it but mm-hmm. um yeah i uh i i really really hope that they continue to do this justice because it's been so good that's awesome nice happy to hear that on your marks get set bake, bake. <laughs>